get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Our buddy Jeremy Rutherford is with us on the Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. JR, how have you enjoyed our YouTube presentation so far in the first couple of days? <laughs> I need to get on there. I saw that uh, it launched. I have not had a chance to look at you beautiful people yet. Oh, oh you got to tune in. You got to check you us out. Yeah, it's, and it's Brooke's birthday. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Oh, hey, happy birthday, Brookie. Thank you. <laughs> I, and I have a little birthday hat on. Yeah. And JR, JR's like, there's it's only certain people who call me Brookie, and JR's one of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it, it makes me feel very hockey-esque, you know? Uh, yeah. Brookie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where it came from, yeah. Yeah. Uh, JR, you did great work at the Blues Prospect Camp over the weekend. Who really caught your eye? Who was the person that you thought, okay, this guy has a chance to be an NHL player? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Dalibor Dvorsky, and I know you guys have been talking about him a lot and hearing about him a lot here lately, and I'll get to another couple guys here in a minute, but uh, Dvorsky looks like the real deal. And You know, I felt like uh, reading the mock drafts, he could go at 7, 8, 9, somewhere in there, and I really felt that when Arizona went with the defenseman, that was going to push a forward down who was expected to go higher, and that's exactly what happened. When uh, Detroit went with Nate Danielson at number nine, Dvorsky sitting there on the board and just watching him and talking to him and listening to guys like Alexander Steen and Keith Kachuk talk about him. Just a lot of that poise and composure and a ton of talent, not just offensively gifted, but what he does away from the puck as well. Just a great player in Dvorsky. And then another guy that I think I'd touch on here is uh, Vorbiev. He's a guy the Blues drafted a couple years ago. His name is Ivan Vorbiev, a big kid, a lot of skill, gets through the, the defenders. Looks like he's going to be a guy that isn't going to get as much attention as Dvorsky, but looks like a real good player. Dvorsky is uh, obviously the Blues were ecstatic when he fell to them. Who are some comparisons that you can give us for Dvorsky and what he could be uh, in his future? Well, I, I don't want to be too convenient with this, but it was uh, interesting, I thought, when Keith Kachuk was watching him and he said he had some some skill level like a Pavel Dimitra in terms of uh, strength on the on the puck and also making some passes. You know, listening to Dvorsky talk, he said growing up that Sid Crosby was his idol. You know, I want to find the player out there, the prospect out there, who Sidney Crosby wasn't his idol <laughs> growing up. Uh, so uh, I think he also said John Tavares, you know, some guys that he's kind of modeled his game after. But I know this is cliche when, when young players say this, but I really do put stock into it. And, Carrie, you talk to young people all the time. You know, when they say, I want to be my own guy, like who wouldn't want somebody coming up saying, uh, man, you play like Crosby or you play like Demetra, you know, that's a compliment. But when you got a guy who just turned 18, literally a couple weeks ago, Dvorsky, and he says, I want to be my own guy. To me, that tells a lot about him. What were your impressions of Bull Duke? I know that you tweeted about him. What do you think about his progression in the prospect camp? Yeah, I talked to him for about a half hour a couple weeks ago. I think the piece is going to come out now. It's uh, early next week at the Athletic. And 
you know, real good conversation. He uh, left camp uh, pretty early last year. Doug Armstrong said, you know, you got to earn it. You got to earn the right to stay. And he didn't. You know, I think he was had aspirations of trying to make the team. You're a hot shot prospect. He scored 50 goals a couple of years ago in the uh, in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. He did it again this year. So you got these high expectations, and you know it just didn't work out for him. But Patrick Waugh, as you guys know, was his coach up in Quebec, and he told me a couple of weeks ago this will all be in the story that they spent so much time on video and going out and practice and working in the defensive zone. So in this camp, guys. You know, maybe a little sluggish at times, a hiccup here or there in the defensive zone, but he's got the offensive talent, we know. And we got to keep in mind that he's played a ton of hockey. And this guy went from Blues camp to the Quebec season, to the Quebec playoffs, to the Memorial Cup. They win that, he's a champion, and then now he comes to this. So he has not been off his skates that much in the last 12 months. What were your impressions of Coach Alexander Steen? How about that? Yeah, you know, I heard you say this the other day. Uh, Brooke, that uh, Alexander Steen was always known for if you put the microphone <laughs> yes. in his face, he, he would swat it away, right? And I think it was uh, Lou Korak, NHL.com. He made sure to get that microphone real snug up to Alex's mouth the other day and <laughs> got the swat away. So, uh, But it's just, it's just great to see him. Like, when I see Alexander Steen, you know, I think an era of Blues hockey and a player that was just so tremendous. He's top 10 in a lot of categories, games played, you know, points, so on and so forth. But more than that, when you think of character and you think of culture within the Blues locker room, you think of Alexander Steen. So if he can take that to the prospects, granted, he's just going to be doing that with the European guys for now because he'll go back to Sweden. But he was in town for this camp. Everybody there knows he's a Stanley Cup champion, looks up to him. You know, I think he's going to have a future here in St. Louis one day, whether it's as an assistant coach or whether it's up in the box. And I think Alexander Steen is going to bring a ton of what we saw from his career to this organization when he does come back on a more permanent basis. Hey, JR, uh, you've been asked about this a lot. Do you think there's a chance that Doug Armstrong isn't done, that there might be a chance that he could get rid of one of those defensive contracts by the start of the season? They have eight one-way defensemen right now, right? Eight defensemen under one-way contracts? Yeah, eight one-way, and then Callie Rosen Mm -hmm. is on a two-way. That's Kerry's guy, right? He's on a two-way. Rosen. so he, he can be sent down, but with the way he played last year, you think he'd, he'd be part of this group. Uh, but there's going to be a lot. Here's the way I see it, Randy. You know, I would not think that Doug is done trying. Whether he can execute something or not, I don't know. We saw it with the no trade clause with Tory Krug. He invoked it, and Doug didn't get to make the trade that he wanted to make. Uh, but I think it's a situation where there is stuff on the burners. There's probably other options. It's just all going to come down to will a player with a no-trade clause approve something? So uh, I think at some point we'll see something with the defenseman. Uh, I think that Doug has identified that player already by you know this trade, that it's Tory Krug that they'd like to move. I just don't know, can they find another perfect scenario like they found with Philadelphia to make it work for them, to make it work for the other team, and to make it work for the player with the no-trade clause? JR, what were they looking to get from Travis Sanheim that they don't already have on this roster? Well, I think it would have been a situation where, that, that's, like I said, it's got to be a perfect situation. And with Philly, not only did they want to move Kevin Hayes in the last three years of his contract, but the previous GM uh, in Philly, uh, Fletcher, he signed Sanheim to the eight-year deal. And that's a, lot, that's a lot of term for a guy that maybe doesn't fit into Coach John Tortorella's plans there in Philly. So they were looking at it as, okay, we can get four more years of Tory Krug and get out from eight years of mm-hmm. Sanheim 
And so I think with the Blues getting Sandheim, you know, I think it was around the same money, maybe a little less, six million. And yeah, they they take the eight years, but it seems like everybody in St. Louis has an eight year deal. And I think that, uh, <laughs> and I think they get a player that they know that they can plug into that top four, top five, and and be a reliable guy. So I think that's what they were trying to look to do. Jeremy, I know that you were talked you talked about it yesterday with the fast lane, but more and more continues to come out about Vladimir Tarasenko and his. Uh, I guess I, I would say what he's trying to figure out with free agency. It's you keep seeing reports of that. He might be going somewhere and things are not working out. And you just put out an article about how he's back to square one with the agent switch. What, what is going on there with Vladimir Tarasenko? Is it just finding the right situation or is this just the way the market's going? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I think uh, I'm a big believer in you put yourself in these situations. And then I think it's also a combination with the market being uh, slow too. Uh, but you look at the Tarasenko situation, he left a, a great agent in Mike Liute. We're all familiar with him here in St. Louis. And part of the reason was uh, the new guy, Paul Theofanis, was a guy who uh, suggested where he should get his shoulder surgery done. That's kind of part of what struck up that relationship with him. He turns to him to be his agent. You know, Theofanis works on getting him moved out of St. Louis for two years. That doesn't happen. Now he goes to the market and he can't find a deal. You know, it's just the timing of him hitting the market and being a, a little bit of an older player, 32, who's trying to get some good money. I just don't know that it's feasible. So he's turned now to his third agent in three years with J.P. Barry and, and uh, Pat Persone. And what are they going to be able to do? The market is what it is. I talked to J.P. Barry yesterday. He said it, it's going to be a tough go. But right now what they're doing is they're hitting the reset button. They're calling all the different teams, trying to find out what was there for Vladimir Tarasenko and see if they can still get something. JR, always great material. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it, and uh, have a great Friday Eve. All right, yep, you guys too, and uh, we'll have to get to a computer and check out the YouTube here pretty soon. Yeah, absolutely. We are at (laughs) 101 ESPN STL. That's our YouTube channel. All right, we'll look at it. Thanks a lot, you guys. Thank you, JR. Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues Insider from The Athletic here on 101 ESPN, and we're just a couple of months away from the start of training camp. It's amazing how quickly that will come around, and it'll be fun to see the different look. I'm not sure it's a completely new look, but a different look Blues team. And I'm intrigued about uh, Kapanen and Verona from the beginning of the Mm -hmm. season. I'm intrigued about seeing Kevin Hayes. And looks like they're going to give some young defensemen a chance. Tucker and Perunovic both getting one-way contracts is pretty telling to me. I think that that was needed. Tucker took a major step last season, and it made a lot of sense. He's the type of player that Craig Berube likes and likes to work with, very physical. Even if he didn't have a lot of ice time, he made his time known mm-hmm. out there, and that's what you want to see from guys. It's going to be interesting. You talk about Kasperi Kapanen and uh, Jakub Verana. Mm-hmm. There we go. I want to say, I don't want to say Jacob, Jakub Verana. Jake. You want to see if they're able to... <laughs> to continue to carry that momentum into this season. Yeah, and that is the mental part of it. It's hard to get yourself going for six months, and that's what they have to be able to do. And I like that you bring in Kevin Hayes so that Pavel Buchnevich can get back to what he does best. Right, being a winger.